You are listening to the Extraordinary Events Podcast with Dr. K, episode 36, Past to Present. Welcome to the Extraordinary Events Podcast, where we aim to educate, inspire, and empower individuals who wish to design transformational experiences. Now, your host, event education champion, Dr. Kristen Mallet. Hello, hello, my friends. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I am just so, so excited. I've had just an amazing week. I'm so excited to share it with you. I do want to start out today's podcast. I am on a new microphone. I've gotten a lot of new equipment and I'm testing things out, having a fun week, trying different things, uh, new microphones and new headphones and just all the fun things. And so I'm trying it out. So hopefully I don't have to re-record this again and it sounds good. I do want to say thank you so much to one of our amazing listeners, Kara. She reached out to ask me about my NaNoWriMo because I had an episode last month about NaNoWriMo. Unfortunately, Kara, because of my concussion, I did not finish NaNoWriMo, but I did choose the book project. So I hope that everybody stays tuned to hear about the adventures of that. It's been going, and I'm really excited to share that with you guys in the future. So today, I am going to talk about just such an interesting thing that is so vital for success in events. And that concept is mindset. Now, I know that's not what you're expecting, and I do want to share some backstory on why this is on my heart and my mind this week. This is actually quite a rare treat because I don't like to talk that much about my past. Now, this isn't because I'm trying to hide anything. I have nothing to hide. But because in my life, I have made an active choice, a decision in my life to be future focused and not past focused. The past is done. It's over. It's passive. It's unchangeable. I like to look forward. And because I am future focused, I just don't spend that much time dwelling on my past. And so I don't really talk about it that much. But today we are going to go inside Kristen's mind just a little bit. So last week, I was having a conversation with someone who has been in my life for decades. She was talking to someone who I used to be close to, but that I haven't really talked to in years. She was telling me that apparently my name came up in their conversation with each other, and this former connection of mine had made some comments about not being able to believe all the things that I was doing, the podcast, the webinars, some other things. Apparently, they had looked me up on some social media platforms. A-okay, you know, all viewership is great viewership, so thank you if you do hear this. Thanks for looking me up. But I found it just so, so interesting that my friend thought that I should know this in case there were things that I wanted to hide, right? That's naturally our first perspective. And I probably should not admit this publicly on the podcast, but I did literally laugh out loud. I laughed so hard. Everything that is on my social media that is public is because I choose to make it public. But I will tell you that since that day, that conversation has stayed with me. I tell people all around me, hey, look, I'm an open book. 
And actually, one of the things that I pride myself on personally is my authenticity and my openness. Yes, this does definitely get me into trouble sometimes. I will not lie about that. But I do not have a teacher persona, an event designer persona, a podcast persona, a personal life persona. They are all one in the same. What you see is what you get. And I think that's why I'm able to resonate so well with people. I just really have had always this relationship-focused aspect with my students. Uh, I was always really good in sales because rather than just trying to pitch a product, I truly try to make our relationship and then figure out what will benefit the other person. And I'm also the first person to tell you if my product or service is not the right fit for you, which some companies don't necessarily appreciate. But end story, what you see is what you get with me. What I find interesting is this idea of perceptions when this concept of perceptions is crossed with time. So stay with me. I will get to how this all applies to events, I promise. But when you're close to people, whether they're friends or family, week in and week out, you see the other person's growth in tiny increments. So you're still following along with them and you grow together, but independently in your own lives. But just because you see them week in and week out, it's much easier to adjust to these changes. But because of that, it's also a little bit harder to recognize this change. Now, when you don't see someone for years, you haven't seen or experienced that incremental growth. You haven't been able to adjust to it in tiny amounts. So you have this frozen in time memory And for some reason, the brain, you just assume that they are the same person they were way back in the day when you knew them, when they're 17 or 20 years, years and years ago. For some reason, your mind just can't compute that they are different people now. So let's see this in a physical aspect. Think about weight loss. It's hard to tell weight loss when it's only one or two pounds a week every week for a year. So when you're at work and you see the same people every single day, You might be losing one to two pounds a week, but they don't really notice because they see you every day. Your family might not even notice unless there's before or after pictures. But then say you go to an annual conference or you see someone you haven't seen in a long time and they just go on and on about how great you look. It's just so obvious because they saw you a year ago and now they see you now 30 pounds lighter. Now, it's hard for the mind to do that when it's an internal change with other people. They can't see that physically. And so I also like to take this a step further. What's even more interesting to me is when people recognize that they have changed themselves but cannot acknowledge that other people have changed. Like maybe they're saying to themselves, look at me, I'm awesome. I graduated, I grew up, I have an amazing profession I have a great career, I have a family, look at how responsible I am. But then maybe they're creeping on social media, they're looking at their former classmates, and then they're just automatically assuming that they have not experienced any growth, that maybe they're still those all-night procrastinators who party too hard and have a lack of responsibility. So I'm curious to all my listeners out there today, have you been either judged Or have you been the judger of other people in this way? When I was doing my PhD, probably my first, maybe my second year, 
I was talking with an extended family member and they were talking about how their life was ruined because of something that happened to them 15 years ago and they were still fixated on it. They couldn't move past. And the ironic thing is that this exact same situation had happened to me in my life when I was younger as well. And they knew this. So then in my brain, I got insanely curious about how the exact same thing could have happened to both of us. We had similar upbringings. And then that this person was in the spot that they were in. And then I was in the spot I was in getting my PhD, moving on with my life. And what I figured out is that it all came down to mindset. Whereas she was experiencing forms of PTSD and depression and anxiety, I had always really just had a positive and open mindset, moving towards the future, adjustable. And what this actually led to was an elevated spur of post-traumatic growth in my life. Instead of PTSD, I was having growth from the same trauma-filled incident. And so I just got really curious about that in my brain and I was starting to analyze and I really kind of got into this self-improvement part of my life. And then a couple years later, in the last year of my PhD, another somewhat traumatic incident happened. Now, the last year of my PhD, there was a lot of things going on in my life. And so depending on who you are, if you knew me back then and you're listening to the podcast, you might have no idea what I'm talking about because there was a lot that happened and I was pregnant and there was just a lot of things that happened. But this traumatic thing that happened in the last year of my PhD, which most people listening probably couldn't even identify, just really led to an interesting year in my life. I became just super curious about myself, my life, societal constructs. I actively love reading and it has spurred a lot of my internal growth, but I was just reading so much during this time. And I can still close my eyes and remember, it was a major turning point in my life. I still remember to this day when I read and actually processed in my brain that deadlines were societal constructs. Now, as a former procrastinator, deadlines were central to my life in order to trick my mind into focusing and getting things done. And so realizing that deadlines were societal constructs, you can take that in one of two ways. The first way in which I would say maybe the majority of people would take it is Well, deadlines are societal constructs. I don't need to worry about deadlines anymore and then just not do them. But then for me, now that I realize that deadlines were societal constructs, somehow it flipped a switch in my brain. And instead of being deadline focused, I became intrinsically motivated to just do the projects that I wanted to do. And I can tell you single-handedly, this was when my life really started accelerating. Success started happening. Success started happening quickly and publicly. There was a lot of things in a short time period in all aspects of my life that changed and grew and my self-improvement and just so much stuff that we would need like 30 minutes to even just bullet point that out. But the biggest thing internally that this change had led to was I officially adjusted my mindset on failure. I realized that failing things 
did not mean that I was a failure. Now, I wish, I know this is a podcast and you're listening, but I wish I could insert the emoji here with the little smiley face with the brain exploding. And I'm doing the hand motions as if you can see it right now. But what an easy concept to read, but what a difficult one to internalize. Failing things did not mean that I was a failure. Now, can you imagine being a student or a beginning event planner, event professional, if you could internalize this? As an event planner, we plan 20 different backup plans to mitigate risk, and and we just abhor failure. We do not agree with failure. Failure means we are a failure, right? But because I had realized that failing things did not mean I was a failure, I started taking risks in my event. I started taking crazy risks. Of course, always with backup plans, but I was all of a sudden willing to take the risk. So what if I failed? So I just started saying to myself, so what? What if I failed? So you're sitting there in the podcast now. I I know you're listening and you're like, well, if you fail, you lose your job, right? Well, you need to approach it in the right way. So what I did is when I started taking more risks, I became an over-communicator. Now, if you are related to me in my life in any way, shape, or form, if you you talk to me in real life, you know that I am an over-communicator. I over-communicate everything. And yes, this also does get me in trouble as well. But instead of trying to put on the perfect event, I started communicating. I communicated the new things we were trying. Instead of communicating out the things we were doing, I was asking for feedback and created this great two-way dialogue. But then after the event and even during the event, I was communicating things that worked and things that didn't work. It was truly, truly authentic. And let me tell you, the attendees loved it. They loved it. They loved the authenticity. They loved that these events were working trials for new things, that we were taking the risks that then they could go and bring to their own clients, uh, to bring to their own events, to bring to their own situations. And they had like lived that experience now. So I distinctly remember attendance at one of my events went from 1,100 people, which it had had been about 1,100 people for eight or nine years. And I switched. I became this over-communicator taking risks. And in one year of doing this, we grew from 1,100 people up to 1,700 people in one year. So lots of things just started happening. Just with this this small mindset of, of failure, of risk, of communication. And it sounds great, right? I'm sitting here talking like my life and stories. But trust me, since then, life has not been perfect. No one's life is. We all have human lives. We all have human minds. I've had another traumatic event. I've had toxic people in my life. I've had rumors and gossip and lies spread about me. Every time I start new things, I'm full of fear about how it will be perceived and what people will say. I am just another human being on this earth who's trying to make an impact. But rather than internalizing all of this fear and allowing it to become a seed in my heart of self-loathing, I have actually allowed this fear to become a source of empathy and compassion. I've recognized that I'm not getting rid of this feeling. I'm not trying to get rid of this feeling. I have come to know it and hold it in my heart as part of my soul. 
I have found fear and failure to be positive things that I learn from and continue to grow and adapt in my life. To all of my dear listeners out there today, no one is perfect. We all carry our past and our own unique experiences throughout this life. And yes, you can browse TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat. And just remember that as human beings, we are always looking at other people's best lives that they are choosing to publicize. And then internally, we are comparing their best lives with our worst lives. And this is where that depression comes from and and feeling less than. So if there's any piece of advice about mindset that I could share with you all today from my lived experiences, it would be to strive to have an attitude that allows you to become curious about yourself, curious about unknown situations, and curious about the world around you. The world goes on each and every day. You can live an inspired and an inspiring life no matter what your past has held. Just make the decision. Your attitude is everything. Thank you all so much for tuning in to our episode today and for taking the time to make the time. I will talk with you soon. Thank you for listening to the Extraordinary Events Podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode.